Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the third episode of the Lax Flow Podcast with me, your host, O'Brien Daly. First on the docket today, we have a bit of big news regarding the NLL in that the NLL has signed a multi-year media rights deal with ESPN. This comes from the NLL's uh, Instagram page where one post stated that the ESPN acquires U.S. and international media rights to broadcast NLL games. The multi-year multi-platform agreement is the most extensive in the NLL's 35-year history. Well, firstly, I just think this is great. Um, obviously, we this the best way to grow the game, which is like basically the rallying cry for a lot of professional lacrosse players, um, people who just love the game of lacrosse and who want it to just you know just generally grow and get more popular. We need uh, media attention, and this is a huge. A huge deal. Um, it's reminiscent to me of when MSNBC got the exclusive rights to the PLL. So this is just absolutely fantastic for the cross, or more so box across, obviously. Granted, I wonder. I can't help but wonder uh, where's it going to show, like where the games are going to show, because obviously ESPN has so many different platforms. ESPN, the original two, three. Um, you obviously have ESPN Plus now. Um, if I had to take a guess, I don't think we'll see too many games on regular ESPN. I think we'll see a good chunk of them mainly on like ESPN 2 and 3. 3 maybe a little bit more than a lot of stuff, than a lot of the other channels. Uh, Plus we'll probably see the most because you can just, you can always have a game going. And you can just have multiple games going and it's just there. And it's just, and that's, that is something that's nice about ESPN Plus. Um, and it's and what's nice about ESPN Plus is is that it's cheap to get. It's only like what I think five bucks a month. So uh, like if you're really a, a lacrosse fan and you love at box lacrosse and the NLL, um, you know you you're gonna be able to watch it. So it's just a, a absolutely great deal. Uh, great um, yeah, great deal that's gonna help grow the game immensely. And the thing is with box lacrosse, I know so many people that love box lacrosse but aren't huge fans of regular lacrosse like regular field lacrosse and i think it's because a couple of them are hockey fans and obviously like with box lacrosse there's there's a bit obviously there's you know there's similarities uh it's a little more physical it's a little i don't i'd say lacrosse is a fast-paced sport obviously anyway i've stated before that i've been told the quote it's the fastest game on two feet and box lacrosse always just seemed a little faster i think it's because there's no stop and play it's just all quick transition and everything so yeah, uh, now I do have a quote here for, from Dan Margulis, who is the Senior Director of Programming and Acquisitions for ESPN. He is stated, we are thrilled to reach this new multi-year rights agreement with the National Lacrosse League, adding to our already extensive commitment to the sport of lacrosse on ESPN platforms. The NLL features elite players competing in an exciting and fast-paced game, that we look forward to showcasing across ESPN and ESPN Plus in the years ahead. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I assume a lot of the listeners of this show are going to be excited for it, uh, and I think it's going to be great. This also is a bit of, um, reminds me of the earlier announcement uh, back in uh, July, where the National Lacrosse League and the TSN announced a landmark multi-year partnership for Canada. 
Uh, obviously, box lacrosse was first played in Canada because some of you may not know, have known that. So yeah, this is that's also great for them. And it's just like I said, it's just growing the game more. Just getting it out there. People are knowing it. People are gonna know names of stars. People are gonna know the rules. People are gonna be interested in buying sticks and gear. It's just it's obviously just gonna be a great thing all in the end. And it's finally gonna be nice to be able to just switch on ESPN Plus or whatever ESPN platform and just be like, oh, well, I want to watch the Nighthawks tonight, and you know I can just do it. Or maybe, oh, you know that Wings uh, Panther matchup is gonna be is gonna be great. Panther City matchup is just gonna be really exciting because you obviously got to shout out Panther City. You know they're gonna have their debut this coming season. So, you know, and it's going to be exciting to watch. How are they going to do? Not sure. I think they got a pretty good all-around squad, so I think they'll definitely be able to um, do solid. And, of course, Vegas is getting a team at 1.2, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they do with it. Uh, you know, they're coming in, I would definitely say, at the right time, you know, with the sport growing and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see. We don't know their team name yet. Um, we just know it's going to be in Vegas. What my predictions for their name? Um, I'm not sure. I I I think like you kind of have to go with the city. So maybe like something that has to do with you know like card games, like you know Las Vegas Aces or the Las Vegas Spades or clubs or something like that. I think with a lot of sports, not really just lacrosse, um, tend to have odd team names. I think like I don't completely understand why they got those names. And honestly, NLL has some names I'm not I I was never completely sure about for the most part like now don't get me wrong, some team names sound really cool and I love them, but I don't completely get why they got called that. Like Panther City Lacrosse Club. I don't know the complete story behind that. So, I might have to have someone uh explain it to me. Some make sense like San Diego Seals. That absolutely makes sense to me cuz Seals Water San Diego um New York Riptide kind of makes sense to me. I like the name. I love the logo. I like the colors. Um, I don't. Compl- I guess it's because well, they play on Long Island, which is obviously an island, so you know Riptide makes sense. Philadelphia Wings makes sense. I think probably the most out of really all the teams uh, in the NLL because like because yeah, like Wings, you know, Eagles, all that stuff. Independence. I kind of get that. Albany Firewolves. That's like obviously like. It's 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 an interesting name. Like it's cool, Fire Wolves. Like that's a pretty cool name. Why is it the Fire Wolves? I don't know. Um, Colorado Mammoth. I think that's a pretty cool name. I've always liked the Colorado Mammoth. I've always liked the look. Um, obviously, Rochester Nighthawks. I'm a I'm a Nighthawk fan. Uh, I, I've always, granted, I will say I was always more of a fan. I'm still a big fan of the old logo. The uh, you know the former team that moved, that became what is now the Halifax Thunderbirds. Um, I've always loved that teal and purple. I I actually wanted to. I still kind of do want to make a stick at least um, with the colors on it and the old logo if I can find it. The new logo it in colors I I like them. I mean I I think they're okay. The the R with the uh, with the wing kind of on it is pretty cool. I think that's an it's a clean clean cut nice looking logo. The the military green and black and all that though I think it's kind I just think it's kind of boring. Like with the purple and the teal, it, it truly, you know, it popped, and I just loved that. Uh, so yeah, the Halifax Thunderbirds, like, I, it's a good name. I like the name Thunderbirds. It's a good name. Um, so like the purple and the orange, that's a good color scheme. I like their logo. It's it's very reminiscent of that old Nighthawks logo, and I think they did that for that reason. But yeah, I don't want to just stand here. Uh, Saskatchewan Rush. 
yeah, is a, is a good one. I like it. It's 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 kind of straight to the point. Rush, you know, fast game. You know, I like it. The logo is a little is pretty good with the, with the uh, different looking R. Uh, great. Apologies for going on my rant about <laughs> NLL team names. I didn't mean to do that, but yeah. But let, I just want to say I definitely think this deal is going to be is just going to be absolutely great for the game. I've said that a good few times now because I'm I'm excited for it, and I think a lot of people are. Uh, so yeah. Uh, next on the docket, I thought I'd just talk about lacrosse in New York, honestly, and growing up in a big lacrosse town like Penyan, New York. Uh, shout out Penyan. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be interesting to look and obviously give the listeners a chance to think about like the history of lacrosse with their town, if there was any. Uh, you know, Penyan, it was a pretty interesting. It's it's an interesting lacrosse experience living there. Um, I've always, like, I've said this a dozen times, and I might have said this already on the show, but I've compared the way lacrosse is in Penyan is how football is in Texas. And I don't believe a lot of people would disagree with me on that. Uh, now, granted, I do love the game, and, of course, like, everyone in that in our community does too, and really the surrounding communities. Like, the whole Finger Lakes region is pretty embedded with lacrosse. Um, and I believe that it has something to do with, obviously, the Native American history in our state alone and with the game. But uh, I just think people just people grew to love it. You know, they they've played it for years. They got taught it by, um, they were taught by like their fathers and mothers and so on and so forth. So they just absolutely love it. And people do everything they can for the sport in the town. They we've had multiple tournaments. I've mentioned uh, camps. Oh, I don't believe I have. Uh, we've uh, there are plenty of lacrosse camps in my region. Uh, f- some hosted by, uh, run by former players. Uh, it's quite a few professional players uh, have run camps from like near I live at where I live or near I live in Penyan, and it just helps people live, eat, breathe lacrosse. There's been even a saying, even a saying in our town that. Um, when you're born, you're given, you're born with a lacrosse stick in your hands, kind of thing. And I can't help but chuckle whenever I hear that, because I do think it's pretty true. You know, um, granted, we do love other sports in our town. You know, football is obviously still a pretty big sport um, in our town, but I think it's the fact that we are in Penyan. Uh, our lac- lacrosse history is a little bit better, I think, than our football history. Uh, we've won our sectional tournament. A tournament I don't know how many times maybe 20 um and we went on a streak for a long time uh lost the one year and then went on a streak another streak that's still continuing now well that actually got I think it technically got stopped because of COVID which you know was really sad and, and just really sucked uh I wasn't on I, like I've been out of the school for a while now and I just you know we and I gotta tell you being on that Barcelona lacrosse team you knew that we were gonna win the section five tournament or the section five like for our class because we had won section five in our class for like like the different because classes like for school like the size of your school like class a class b we've won it in multiple different kinds of classes we i think i don't think we were ever a at one point but we were b we've won in class we might have won in class a but we uh won in class b i know class c i think we're in d now and we've won it in multiple times it's just because our i know with demographics and school and rules and stuff so yeah we even won the state championship at one point, and I believe that was in 2001. And it's just been cemented as a legendary team, the one that won that state championship. 
And our women's lacrosse team at the school has also uh, won the state championship. They actually won it a few years before the men's in 1998. And I believe they were like the first uh, Section 5 team to do that uh, because they didn't have it before or something like that. I'm not 100% clear on that, but I know they did win it that year. So the fact that we won a state championship in boys and girls lacrosse um, just shows that just how committed the town is to that sport because a lot of teams will have decent teams but they've never won the state championship or they only won it with the girls squad or they only won it with a guys squad they didn't win it with both so I think that's just really impressive even looking back now of course with any sport I do tend to think parents and even some kids but parents can go a little overboard um I've always heard uh believed in the term of a trophy parent and I knew plenty of them I still know plenty of them now that have just tried to like either live through their kids because like they never got a shot when they played or they weren't the best player or what have you or they just are pushing them beyond belief now when I because I say because some people have a problem with like when I say would when I say pushing or trophy parent and so on I do, I do believe in pushing your kids a little bit I like I don't like now, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to push, push your kids a little bit. Uh, I do think, like I said, I think parents go overboard with it, though. Like, there's, like, like some parents are kind of handle it such as this, like, hey, Johnny, I think you can play a little bit better than that. Or were you dogging it out there a little bit? And I and I feel like the way I'm saying it is kind of douchey um, or just playing wrong. But, like, I'm not going to lie. My mom said that a couple of me. Well, like, playing box across during the summers, I I'm not, I could have probably been running a little faster. Than I think I might have either been just tired or I just wasn't feeling it. And she's like, well, you were kind of slow out there today. And it's like, yeah, I was. You know, I could have been a little faster. Because um, I get wanting your kids to do well in something. if they, because, But I think when a parent goes overboard, I see it all the time. And I've seen it before. The, I, the, the kid will end up hating the sport. And I've seen that in not just lacrosse. I've seen that in other sports, football, baseball, basketball, whatever you. Uh, I've seen it all the time. And I just, because they just fall out of love because they may have loved the sport at one point, but then the parent was just, oh, like, come on. Like, you see him hear him yelling on the sidelines, like, oh, come on, you could, sh- oh, come on. Oh, come on, Matthew. You could shoot better than that. Like, that was slow as hell, you know, stuff like that. Like, they'll just dog you. Now, if a parent came to you after the game, it's like, no, I've seen you shoot a little bit faster than that. And, like, uh, stuff like that. Because even though it sounds, like, harsh, it's it's really not the worst thing. Because, like, if you've seen them shoot, like, it's, you can, they could probably do a little bit better. And that's not a bad thing. Especially if the kid wants to, you know, go play in college or even go pro one day. You know, they got to be willing to work really hard at it. Because um, it's not just going to fall into to their laps. But I think some parents need to just shut up sometimes and just let the coaches coach and the players play. And with that, like, because during a lot of the big-name games, we had people on the side, people who would be on the sidelines chirping at the refs, like, oh, come on, ref, that's so soft. Or they'll be chirping at, like, uh, one of the players on the other team, like, hey, 52, that was real. that was a real fancy move. Too bad you couldn't hold on to the ball or something like that or, like, or like, uh, or a call would have happened, and it may have not been the greatest, and they would mimic like, call that other player soft or a pansy or something like that, you know, and just not great stuff. And it's like, come on, really, you can be better than that. 
I mean, I, there's chirping a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I've chirped a little bit. I've even almost got in trouble once uh, calling out. I was like, oh, come on, ref. And my coach looked right around trying to find out who said it. And I kept dead silent because I didn't, didn't want him thinking. I didn't want him to be get, doing wind sprints next practice. Um, though I probably could have used it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, I just think some people go overboard and they just got to rethink. And I get being pat. Now, sometimes they do it. They Now, some people will say they do it out of love and passion for the sport. And while I can respect that a little bit, I think I think you're doing a disservice to the sport when you do stuff like that. Now, I don't know how many agree with me on that, but who knows. I do think having a town like that, though, was a good thing a good part of the time. One such example where the town came together to help the lacrosse team out, the guys team at least, was when there was this uh, uh, competition for a helmet that was sponsored by uh, Evo. Now the tournament had us going, or the competition had us going against quite a few different schools, uh, ones with pretty big lacrosse pedigrees. I believe we won against like Paul Raber, Paul Rabels, sorry, uh, Alba Mater, which was a pretty big deal. Uh, we won, yeah, we just won. A, I can't. Rem- that's the one I remember right off the bat. I don't really exactly remember the other ones too much. Uh, and you know they had like Penyon, New York, um, and like two, like a little description under it of like why like they were in this thing and like i remember the paul rabel one because it said paul rabel's all my model all my mater and uh and like some like other things that the school has done lacrosse wise uh for ours it was the 2001 new york state champs and state finalists in 2004 and 2012 so our chances weren't the best but i, I didn't think at the time a lot of us didn't think we were going to win but we just you know got you know really raised awareness throughout the town to go out and vote because it was all online voting and stuff and we and and the town helped like got together and voted and i think maybe people from out of town voted as well because we raised awareness online and stuff and you know we got the helmets eventually uh and it was just great i still have mine it's hanging up um i never really use it because it's just so it was such a nice helmet and a couple i think a couple of other guys got theirs pretty scuffed up because they used them so much but yeah, no, I love mine. It's still it's, it's a pretty helmet, uh, and it was just a great way of bringing that the town together for a sport and team that they love. Of course, there were some people that thought we didn't deserve the helmets um, because they thought the other schools with like you know the quote unquote better pedigrees than us deserved it more. And you know that's all for their opinion and stuff. And I get it. I would be mad too because some of those helmets, other helmets, were nice, and I would have loved. It. You know, and if I was them, I would have been upset that I didn't get a free helmet either. But, you know, that was just the way it goes. And and that's just what happened in the end. And just to clear up a little information, uh, Penyan has actually won 25 sectional titles. Um, just to clear up a little bit of confusion, if there was any. Uh, sorry if that sounded like a bit of a brag, uh, but, you know, just wanted to make things clear. But, like, yeah, it just, that's just how dedicated the town has been and always has been and probably always will be to the game of lacrosse i don't think that's ever really gonna change i think people are always gonna love the game in town you know maybe there might be a dip one day i've seen i've seen it before like with other sports but i think there will always be a special place for it kids will always want to play it and will always and the town will always produce like great players like like i've said in the past we have we've produced a lot of D1 college we've produced really just a lot of college lacrosse players D D3 D2 D1 and we have had professionals come out of our school like Brett Queener and Mike Manley 
just to name a couple. So yeah, I don't think they're really things are gonna be changing anytime soon. And on that note, it looks like I am gonna wrap things up here. Uh, just first off, I'd like like to apologize a little bit uh, if I if I seem like I was bragging or ranting a little bit. Um, but I thought it would just be a good thing to talk about this episode. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to hear thoughts about other people's lacrosse experience in town. Like I said before, I'd, I'd, like, I'd love to hear that stuff. Just it, just it really much does interest me. So, yeah. And remember, till next time, keep your sticks high. See ya.